Well, here we are at the end of the world. This is our last episode of We'll be talking and taking some time to enjoy the summer time, especially as Chester County begins to move into the yellow phase. One of the reasons we were able to do all these episodes is because we live here in Phoenixville, PA. Today, we'll talk to a few more that, that make Phoenixville the best little town in America. And we'll laugh with our own thoughts about why we love it here so much with a final lockdown. As best you can, well, it's This week on the COVID Chronicles, we are speaking to important members of our community that will call to make Phoenixville a wonderful place to live. My first guest today is Mrs. Joan Cadigan. She is the Executive Director of the Phoenixville Community Education Foundation. What is PCEF? Well, PCEF is a nonprofit organization that helps all the students uh, in the Phoenixville Area School District. We raise money and then we use it to help you and all the other PASD students get a great education. We, um, we give out things like teacher mini grants and um, we also help students afford things like field trip fees and school supplies if their family's having a tough time financially. So at Barclay, um, some of the things we've done are we helped pay for those large Connect Four and chess games that Mrs. Blackburn put out. And we also helped pay for the recent um, Black History Month program with the seventh principal that Dr. Sutton did. What do you like most about your job? Um, Wow. Every time I meet somebody and I tell them what I do, I always say I have the best job in the world. Um, I, I love knowing that I'm helping students get a wonderful case, education, and I love knowing that um, hundreds of other people in Phoenixville feel the same way, um, and they choose to donate money to PCEF so we can help you and your friends and your classmates. Um, so I would have to say two of my favorite days at work are the days we get to give away books to all the students in the Stepping Up Summer Literacy Program and the day we get to give away college scholarships to our seniors who are graduation graduating from high school. Um, another thing I like about my job is just getting to interact with students and teachers and parents and the administration. It's just there's always something great going on in our schools. What has PCEF been doing during quarantine? to help others well when uh when the school shut down um we knew right away that there's going to be some families that need help um the school district went to remote learning and you all i know are now working on computers and we knew that there are some families out there that don't have computers or don't have internet access and we also knew that some families um, might, some parents might lose their jobs. They might have trouble paying for groceries. So we decided to do some fundraising and we asked people in our community for donations so we could help buy computers for students who needed them. And so we could also um, afford to buy groceries and give them out every Friday to families who had financial struggles. And we initially hoped to raise $10,000, but because this community is so amazing, we raised almost $80,000. And that all went into our fund, which is called the Together We Can Fund, because we know that together we can make a difference for every child in the district. How can people help PCEF help others? 
Well, um, something that's always needed, even when we're not in a pandemic, is um, we're always asking for money so that we can help put that back into the district uh, to give it to teachers and principals to spend on things that help you guys learn. Um, so you can always donate money to PCF. Um, and right now we're using that money to help buy computers and technology. Um, and we're also offering yard signs. Uh, maybe you've seen them around. We have yard signs printed up that say, we love PASD. Um, and we were hoping people would put them in their yards to show everybody how proud they are of the district. So all the money raised from selling those yard signs goes to our teacher mini grant program. Um, and if you want to learn more about that or want to donate money, you can always go to our website at pcefonline.com. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today, Mrs. Cadigan. I appreciate you all, you and all the work you do at PCEF to help make sure that all the children in Fainsville realize their fullest potential. Thank you, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. The reopen process. Many local restaurants and businesses are excited to open their doors again. The Yellow Pages allowed businesses to open for in-person shopping. Restaurants can begin serving patrons outside. Recently, Phoenixville Borough Council voted to make the 100 and 200 blocks of Bridge Street a pedestrian zone from Thursday to Sunday. Restaurants will use the street for outdoor seating and shop owners can set up air boutiques. Joining us now are Joan Moore and Keely Wrigley, owners of the Lulu Boutique and Giftery. The shop located on Main Street is a staple of fashion and fun den downtown in Phoenixville. The Lulu gals have several challenges during the pandemic, having to cancel two major events, a whole lot of Lulu and the Blob Ball, in addition to closing their doors to the public. This weekend, they finally start getting back to normal. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the COVID Chronicles. Thanks for having us. We're so excited. Tell me a little bit about the shop. So the shop is a resale shop. Um, we focus on vintage clothing. We have jewelry and gifts and um, a whole bunch of eclectic, funky things for women and for men. And we've been in town for nine and a half years. Yeah. What was the hardest part about being closed during the last few months? I think the hardest part, really, um, this might sound, you know, uh, hokey, but you know, missing our customers. We've met so many people through the shop, um, you know, people that we consider really close friends, including your mom. Um, we, every customer that comes in, we love to chat with, we love to, you know, build a relationship with, and it was really hard to stop seeing those people all the time. You know, of course, yes, it's hard to have your doors closed and to not be able to make money and, you know, that, of course, that is hard for everyone. But I think it was it was just tough to stop, you know, feeling like we're actively a part of the community. Yep. Agreed. Have you been conducting business during the pandemic? So we have been trying to be a little bit more interactive. So um, through Instagram or Facebook, 
we have an Etsy shop as well. So um, when we had the time between uh, homeschooling and working from home, we tried to have some sales uh, um, COVID-19 pandemic while we were closed. A whole lot of Lulu was unfortunately canceled. But are you doing something special in its place? Can you tell me about that? We are. So, yes, I mean, one of the biggest disappointments of this whole thing um, is is having to cancel our vintage market, a whole lot of Lulu, because it's always one of our most fun days of the year. All of our vendors are so incredible. We usually have about 80 vendors that come. Um, They bring the best stuff. We're always so amazed at how good the stuff that they bring is. Um, You know, we have music throughout the day. It's always, at least um, for Keely and I, I hope that for everyone else in town too, it's such a good vibey day in town. Um, So canceling that was really, really hard. We did try to postpone it to this Saturday, June 13th, but, you know, the world just isn't quite ready to open back up like that. So what we've decided to do is have a virtual market, which means um, throughout the day, this coming Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. will be on our Facebook and Instagram pages. We'll be posting um, pictures of things from our vendors, you know, sharing their pages. We're going to go live a couple times with some pieces from some local Phoenixville uh, vendors um, talking about their stuff, you know, telling people where they can they can purchase. I think we're going to have um, maybe like a little intro montage with, you know, some videos from past markets, playing some music. Uh, we got in touch with the Thrifty Discount DJs who always DJ our market. And they gave us some suggestions of, you know, some of the music they would have been playing throughout the day. So, we're just going to try to make it as, as you know, close to that feeling of the market as possible and, you know, try to keep it fresh in everyone's mind because hopefully in the fall, you know, we'll be back on the street again and, you know, doing the market for real and everyone will come back out then. So for now, it's just something fun to keep it fresh in mind. You are opening your doors again this weekend. What can customers expect in your shop? So during this time that we've been closed, Joan and I, Joan and I have spent a lot of time um, making new fixtures and painting and just kind of rejuging the shop. So when they come back in, it has um, a fresh look and a fresh feel. Um, but what they can expect as well as um, all the cool vibey stuff that we have is they have to take a little bit of precaution when we open our doors. So um, we'll be wearing masks. We ask that all of our customers are wearing masks as well. We're going to have some alcohol um, spray outside so they can sanitize their hands before they come in. And we are also going to limit the number of customers in our shop and um, social distancing as well. So um, we're happy to be opening today uh, but we still need to take some precautions what are you looking forward to the most as we move into yellow and hopefully into green um just seeing all of our friendly faces again we got a lot of um new product we have some new a new dress line 
Um, you know, seeing all of our customers again, watching them try things on, you know, watching them find pieces that they really fall in love with, because that's, that's like the best part of having the shop. A lot of the things that we have in our shop are one of a kind, um, pieces. And, you know, I always say that everything in here is just looking for one person and waiting for that person to come in and buy it. And when you see that person, you know, find their thing that they really love, you know, it's just, it's so awesome. And that's why we love doing what we do. So again, having our customers back in, laughing with them, um, helping them find things that make them feel really great. That's, that's going to be the best part. How can customers get in touch with you? Customers can give us a phone call at 610-933-1852. They can Facebook us. They can Instagram us. They can email us. Um, we're pretty quick and responsive. They can also just um, open their front door and yell like, hey, Lulu. <laughs> or also we reply to smoke signal, Morse code, and bat signal. <laughs> what are your new hours? Our new hours will be Tuesday through Friday from 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. And Saturdays and Sundays will be here from 12 noon until 4 p.m. And just keep posted um, on our Facebook and our Instagram pages because as we see how that goes, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully be extending those hours to closer to our normal hours. We're just kind of starting off slow to make sure you know, we are able to keep up with all the precautions and and all of that. Uh Thanks for joining us today. We're glad you're back in business. Yay! Yay. Thanks for having us. We'll see you soon in the Ville. The Colonial Theater is one of Phoenixville's most cherished landmarks Seeing the historic theater closed has been tough, but been, they've been finding ways to keep the lights on. From silly marquees to virtual events, the Colonial has been creative been creative to keep programming alive. Joining us now is Michal Quartzarts, Marketing and Communications Director from the Colonial Theater. Thanks for joining us today on the COVID Chronicles. Thanks for having me. How did the marquee pun project get started so many of us over at the theater we love uh puns and um we love to laugh it's one of the things that keeps has been keeping us going during these troubling times um and also since the colonial theater is a nonprofit organization we have a sort of set of rules and guidelines that we follow that kind of um determine how we do our work and one of them is that we appreciate the offbeat, let's say. Um, and so we thought, you know, that this, these titles would be a way to show that appreciation. And um, then we started to get responses from locals from the community, um, far away even. I think many, some of the submissions have been from other countries. Um, and so we've started the competition or the contest, really. Because there seemed to be a demand for people to um, give their ideas and um, people's ideas were just so creative that we knew we had to take on uh, putting these on our marquee itself. Do you have a favorite so far? Yes, my favorite was uh, when Harry zoomed with Sally. That was my favorite so far.
You have also hosted several watch parties on Facebook. Tell me about those. Yeah, so we did some uh, watch parties on Facebook. They were um, mostly um, films that are in the public domain, which means that they are free to use and to distribute. Uh, but due to some um, changes, we had to move from doing our watch parties on Facebook to YouTube. And now they've changed a bit again. Um, and we are now instead doing recommendations where um, we have a group of really intelligent film folks who have a very deep knowledge of, uh, it's like they have an encyclopedia of film in their head and they help us pick movies and these people have been doing recommendations and fun videos telling us why they think people should watch these movies. So we've been offering these recommendations during this time. Blobfest is coming up in July. What will it look like this year? So Blobfest is going to be virtual this year. It's called Blobfest 2020 Home Edition. Um, so that what that means is that everything that we basically, uh, you know, know and love with Blobfest is going to be happening online. Uh, this is in an effort to, you know, protect our community. And to, it's, it's the decision that we made um, as an organization. So what that means is we're going to be doing some, uh, there'll be screenings based on if you purchase your, a ticket, there'll be screenings of uh, other public domain B-movie, scary movies, uh, films that are similar to the style of the blob that we that you will have a special link to. Um, and then as well, you'll have access to purchasing uh, exclusive merchandise. Um, and that, that is being created by one of our uh, extraordinary artists. And I'm very excited about that merchandise. We also have virtual events. We'll be do we're going to be doing a virtual version of the uh, famous run out scene. So we're encouraging folks to record themselves doing a run out of their from their home, apartment, house, whatever. Um, and we'll be compiling that into a virtual run out. We're also doing our contests virtually. Basically, we're trying our best to take as much as we can from Blobfest um, and put it online so that we can still celebrate um, and still have this, you know, important festival while being safe. What other ways has the theater been able to operate? So another thing that we've been doing is we are currently offering virtual screenings of various films on um, when, when you purchase or rent those films, a portion of the proceeds actually goes to the theater directly. I um, mean, we actually have, I think it's about eight or seven or eight titles right now and are um, available to screen through our website. Um, and they, we add new titles as they come in, very similar to the way that new, uh, new movies come in when we were usually open. You know, we would get a confirmation from the distributors that they, that, this movie is available and then we would say, okay, we want to show it. And then we would um, have the film sent to us, but this time it's all digital. So instead of the film being sent to us, it's coming to us in a, a link that we can share with the community. And when they purchase, like I said, a portion of the proceeds goes to the theater. So we're still able to make some income from these films. Many of them are new, um, a majority of them have been documentaries, but some of them have been starting to become uh, to move away from that 
uh, genre, although we very much enjoyed the documentary so far as well. And are you still selling popcorn too? We are. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. We're doing so much stuff that it's sometimes it's hard to keep track of. Uh, we're do we do we are currently holding curbside concessions. We basically offering our popcorn and candy for safe pickup curbside. Um, it's packaged in a sealed container, and our staff are putting it together with masks and gloves, and so it's. 100% safe, and it's another great way to not only make money, but also support the theater. And, you know, from what I understand, people have been, one of the things that people missed, have been missing, is um, movie theater popcorn and candy, and uh, it's special taste that you really can't get anywhere else. Why has it been important to the Colonia to do these alternative programming options? So we, it's important to do this because if we didn't, if we weren't doing these things, unfortunately, um, we would risk possibly needing to shut down our doors. You know, we need to make money and we need to maintain our business and our efforts. And the we can't just when something like this happens, we can't just stand still. Uh, you know, we all took our moment when the pandemic happened to kind of settle and think to ourselves, okay, you know, how, uh, how do we feel about this? But, you know, it's important that, um, you know, many small businesses are struggling right now. So we needed to find creative ways to not only make money, but also keep our uh, mission, which is, um, when I mentioned to you before, we have that set of rules that guide us. um, And our overarching rule number one basically is our mission um and so and our mission is to spread the art and entertainment throughout our community and to enhance the community experience through art and so we needed to find a way to continue to make our mission function and it's important as a nonprofit organization to be flexible and so this was one of those moments where we needed to learn to be flexible and so you know it took some time to get used to things but we kind of got the hang of it and it it, all in an effort to keep our mission alive and to keep the like you said the historic the historic colonial theater alive because it is such an important part of not only phoenixville but of history and of the united states are there any other plans for summer programming until the theater can reopen there are. Um, we are. I don't think I can disclose actually much of anything right now. I'm sorry because I'm not sure what status it's in. But you can definitely look forward to some new things. We're not just going to be doing the same stuff that we've been currently doing. Um, you know, we, we um, entertainment venues are a very tricky situation during this current situation. So we're going to have to be working on making improv. Oh, excuse me, on improvising on ways to. Um, to keep our mission running and keep people safe at the same time during all this. Um, So, of course, we're also doing what we need to do to keep the building safe and looking into that. But as for more programming, we have things coming soon, but we'll just have to wait and see for that. How can listeners support the theater right now? Yeah, so we are taking donations of any kind, um, a donation 
of whether that is uh, becoming a member, making a donation, or just donating a general donation um, through our website. If you click on our, if you go to our website, click at the top, there is a button that says donate. Um, donations are one of the, uh, on, on top of the ticket sales that we are um, taking in from uh, things like, you know, the, the virtual screenings as a nonprofit, one of our main ways of making money is through support from uh, people like you and in other individuals and as well as people in the community and corporations and other uh, folks like those. So we um, are uh, always taking donations of any kind. You know, we understand right now it's a very tough time for everyone. So whatever you can give is much appreciated. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm going to miss Blogfest this year, but I know you can catch my family running out of our house next month. We love the blog. Blogfest is just one of the events that bring this town together. We wouldn't have any of these things without really great leaders. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with a male Peter Ushlu. Thanks so much, Naish, and thank you so much for having me today. Mayor Ushlu was sworn into office on January 2nd, 2018. He is an awesome leader that really cares about every member of our community. What is it like being the mayor of our town? It's really neat to be mayor of Phoenixville. So I feel really lucky because Phoenixville is very fortunate to have an incredible um, group of people who all come together from b- different backgrounds and walks of life. And they all come together and they're able to call Phoenixville their home. And they all come together and they're able to share all their thoughts and ideas um, with respect for one another. So I really love being mayor of Phoenixville because it's just an incredible place to live. And we have lots of incredible people and families who live within our community. How have you seen Phoenixville change during the quarantine? Well, that's a really great question. So it's been really different because it's very difficult um, not being able for all of us to be together. And so I just want to first start by thanking all of the incredible people in our community and their families for staying home. I know it has not been a lot of fun, but it's definitely helped to keep everyone safe and healthy here in our community. But Phoenixville has been very different because we're really used to having a lot of different festivals and events and seeing people at things like our Dogwood Festival and downtown. And because of the COVID-19 and people needing to stay home to keep everyone safe, unfortunately, we haven't been able to do a lot of events where we've been able to come together as a community. So it's been really difficult and different because I really love being able to see all of the wonderful people and their families in downtown for Dogwood, the Dogwood Parade, for First Fridays. And so it's really changed Phoenixville a lot. And I know for you too, it's probably changed a lot for school because our students have been going to school virtually, which is very different than how they're used to going to school. But I just, again, want to thank everybody, all of the students, all of their families for really helping to keep everyone in the community safe and healthy by staying at home and following all of the different precautions that we're putting in place. What has been the hardest part of the quarantine for you? Well, definitely for me, the hardest part has been not being able to see all of our different friends in the community. So I love going to all the different events and I love visiting the schools and giving people high fives and fist bumps and things like that and hugs. And so it's been really hard not to be able to do that. It's been um, challenging because, you know, for a lot of us, 
we've had to work from home by ourselves and I'm the same way. So even though, even very similar to a lot of our students and our friends um, who are in school and like many of our family members now, I've been working from home a lot. And even when I do work in the office, I have to work in the office by myself. And so it, it's been very different because I haven't been able to talk to all of the people I usually get to talk to and see in person. But I've been able to do a lot of stuff on Zoom and virtually, just like many of our students have too. So I've gotten really a neat experience um, doing things virtually. So even though I haven't been able to be in person with people and give them high fives, at least I get to see them virtually. What can kids do in all community to keep Phoenixville a happy, safe and welcoming place to live? Well, that is an incredible question. And you've really touched on something that's really important. It's so important for all of our friends, no matter how old they are, to remember that everything they do on ev every day, all of the things that they do are really impactful for our community. So you don't have to be older and you don't have to have a special title or any special skills in order to just do nice, kind things. So perhaps you wave at people, maybe when you see them on the street or if you are on your front porch or in your apartment, you can wave at people that you see on the street. You can smile at people when we're not having to wear our face masks. You can make sure you're smiling. And even when you do wear a face mask, you can smile under your face mask. Um, you, you know, if if you see a neighbor or a friend who might need help, you can always call them or check on them and just make sure that you're being encouraging and always just be kind. You don't have to have any special um, abilities to be kind. You just need to have the desire to do it. So by being kind, you can really make a big impact. But I do want to say that all of our friends, um, regardless of their age, by these last couple months especially, by staying home, and even though we've had to miss out on some of the fun things that we really enjoy, and we've had to sometimes miss out on seeing our friends or attending birthday parties and celebrations, all of those things, staying home has really helped the most amount of people stay safe and stay healthy in our community. And so every single person who's been staying home, who's social distancing, helping to wear their face masks, they're all helping to keep our community safe and healthy. And that is a really big deal. Thank you, Mayor Ushla, for speaking with me today. I feel lucky to live in a town where Mayo is so caring and committed. Thank you for all you do each day to make Paintsville a great place to grow up. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I'm really excited. And congratulations on having a podcast. And now for the Lockdown Lowdown, we are joined today by fellow fourth grader Patrick Cirillos. One of the things I love is that we have a very, very nice theater um, that's really, really fun to hang out and see friends and watch a movie. And we also have a really nice playground, which has uh, been updated with new equipment. We also have a lot of good uh, small businesses in our town, including Generations Toy Store and stuff like that. My favorite thing is that there's many restaurants that you can walk to, which is a very nice thing. I like how the chocolates, very big chocolate shop with, with teddy bears that are filled with fudge. I think all of us have lived at... 
hear our whole lives or most of it, right? If you could tell people about the best things in town, what would it be? Something I really like about this town is that it's a, a pretty good-sized town, but it's not big enough where you can say, oh, we have to wait a little bit to, for, like, a drive to a friend's house. It's like we're on close proximity, so we can all see each other easily. Yeah, for most of us, most of us can walk to each other's houses, and if we can't, it's, a, it's at the most a five-minute drive. What are you most excited to see back in action in the town? Probably most of the family-owned businesses and small businesses like that because they're really nice places, all of them, and they're probably struggling a lot in this pandemic. So it'll be really nice when they can open back up again. I can't wait for the chocolate shop to you. What, what I think, think about, about the real thing is that if we all stay safe and at a safe distance and we don't open up too fast, everything for the most part will be okay. We just have to worry about social distancing, not getting too close and stuff like that. Six feet. Yeah. Has anyone been to a restaurant yet? Mm, I have. I haven't been in a restaurant in months. I have. I have ordered takeout and like ate and from restaurants. I actually ate from Moe's today. Moe's um, very good. Yes. But you don't get the welcome to Moe's. <laughs> really sad. I love the welcome to Moe's. I said as the door cookies open, welcome to Moe's! I um went to a restaurant yesterday because we just wanted to the yellow phase where now you're allowed, as long as you stay six feet apart, restaurants can somewhat operate and you can sit outside. It's a lot harder. Um, you have to wear a mask until you get seated. Everyone around you has to wear a mask. But um, it just feels normal. It's a, it's a nice thing to have. Let's hear about your masks. And a lot of masks that are like a dark navy blue with white anchors on them, and those are really cool. And even though I'm from Philly suburbs, and I, most people are probably upset that I like the Toronto Blue Jays instead of the Phillies, I am asking for a Toronto Blue Jays mask for my birthday. Um, I have this mask where there's like all this, all these different types of germs on it. I'm gonna get a penguin mask. It's still in the mail though. It's been in the That's mail probably for about not coming. three months now. <laughs> By the time it gets, this pandemic's going to be over. I have a blob one coming, which is going to be interesting. This podcast has been a lot of fun. What was your favorite episode or memory? For me, it was definitely the first one because it was all this excitement of new stuff. and Not maybe of what how it sounded like, um, but creating it was just all this new excitement about stuff even though it was only about 12 minutes it was still it's still nice it was still really fun to create yeah i have to say my favorite was also the first one just because it was really cool to sit and i thought that was really cool i also really liked the logo my favorite episode was the cooking one because um 
There was. I like talking. Well, I didn't get to talk to the Susie one. Like, welcome to Susie's Kitchen! My favorite... What's your favorite thing that you made? Ice you cream? You take ice and you make cream. Take ice and you make it nice and creamy. Ice cream! How about you, Kalem? I liked the cooking episode, too. It was really, uh, it was really fun making it. Make sure to send your love to all of the businesses and organizations we've featured on this on the show. They could re- really use it right now. We really want to thank all of our guests over the last few months, and of course, want to thank all of our listeners. Stop. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay healthy.